Welcome back to High Fidelity Top 5, the weekly podcast where we spin our own thoughts on High Fidelity, the movie, five minutes at a time. I'm David Stoker. I'm Kathy Stoker. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm Candice LaSalle. Hey, yeah. everyone. Hello. Welcome back, Hi. folks. Hey, nice touch there. Spin. I get it. Oh, do you get it? I do. Yeah. <laughs> like spinning a CD, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we've moved on to our fourth set of five minutes. We're minutes 16 to 20. And this minute, this bulk of minutes starts with Barry making fun of a middle-aged square <laughs> and ends with Dick inviting Rob to the lounge, to go to the lounge. Lounge axe. Lounge axe. Right. I found myself kind of annoyed at these five minutes. Really? Uh... A little bit. I just was like, wow, when am I going to like Rob? I don't think you do ever. I think that's the joke of this movie. I'm so I'm struggling a little bit. Cause I'm like, am I gonna walk away from this? I'm not loving the movie as much. You might. I might. I'm a little worried about that. <laughs> no, you won't. You okay. won't. Maybe it's just watching it five minutes at a time is. <laughs> I don't know. So you find yourself annoyed at these five minutes? Is it? Is it the Rob stuff? Is yeah. it the Barry stuff? Is no, it something Rob. else? Well, Barry's kind of a jerk too. A lot of Rob. I was like, oh my God. Really? Um, I think a little this, bit. I think, a little bit. I think at the end of this first, this five minutes, I felt real sympathy for him. Okay. Um, then there's two moments in that where, so we meet his, well, let's get, well, when we get there, I'll say it, but okay. there's two moments where I feel like he, I feel sympathetic towards his plight. Right. Right. What did you think, Candace, of the initial argument with Barry and the father? Did you find that funny or no. did you find that annoying? I was very proud of the father for calling Barry out and, you know, because I just, yeah, Barry, I mean, I oh, could Barry's be that father. A... I could be that mother. I mean, and it, it's just, Barry's just Barry. And uh, no, I, I guess funny now, but funny oh really i think i laugh every time i see it and i think it's mostly because of barry's reactions to everything <laughs> the guy says and he's like bye-bye you know and... what about you kathy well i guess i'm conflicted right? right so i agree from this moral standpoint i'm appalled at this dialogue um and then you know it's kind of like that cards against humanity moment like when he says is she in a coma right. and i like burst out laughing and i'm like oh my god did he really go there did he really say that um and then i think you know how realistic is this scene like certainly i can't imagine it happening today but would it happen back in late 90s yeah. where you could swear at a customer and then you drop an f-bomb well, i think in this setting right. it's it's not like they're corporate america right. where you can't go in, can't go into best buy harass the, the clerk <laughs> and then he says you know f you to you or whatever and you know i, I don't think that would happen in, in in that type of but this is like you know rob owns the shop and right. he's he's obviously there hearing it and i mean he doesn't like chastise barry he just sort of like right i, mean, I guess he chastises him a little bit but he doesn't like Really, it doesn't, doesn't get in trouble, him. really. You know, like, oh, I'm going to have to talk to HR about you. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and I guess it just kind of, I, I think I'm a little sensitive about musical tastes, and so I maybe take it personally, like what Barry's saying. Oh, do you like Barry's yelling at you? I guess, uh, maybe. <laughs> no, not my, at me, but I, I could picture, like, uh, me going into, like, a record store, like, Oh, do you have like the latest uh, One Direction CD? <laughs> and they'd be like, "What the what? No, no get out of here!" I, so Barry's question is, I think, uh, you know, uh, an interesting one where he says, "Do you even know your daughter?" Like, right. how did Billy Square Guy end up at Championship Vinyl? Like, because Rob tells us that it's basically losers like them who shop there. Right. Uh, yeah, like, I, I have a it's theory. It's not like average consumer Joe is going to go there. Right. I, I never thought about it, but now it's something popped in my head just as you asked that question. Right. But my, Chris has a theory. My theory is he's from out of town. That's what I just thought of. Right. He's traveling on business to Chicago, and ah. uh, he knows he's got to get home to his daughter. You know, birthday's coming up, and he just he's asking about. I just called to say I love you, which I my question mark here is that's a really old song in two thousand. 
guess right. That's is. from the eighties. Um, right. But so I so I don't think. I mean, is he buying it? Because his daughter likes the song, or is he buying it because he's thinking of his daughter, and it's like a, you know, like a, you know. Uh, now this is the conversation Barry should have had with the customer. Right. Right. Tell right. me why how you want to buy the this. Daughter. <laughs> right. 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 Well, how old's the daughter? I mean, you look at the dad. I I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's a middle-aged square guy. Middle-aged square yes. guy. So. <laughs> Which, by the way, let's pause there for a second. He's played by Brian Powell. Um, who, interestingly, he's John Cusack's former assistant. Uh, so oh, he's, wow. Uh, wow, cool. And he also appeared in the, the movie Gross Point Blank as Husky Man. Husky Man. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah if, you awesome. look, yeah, if you look him up, he's, <clears throat> his IMDb, he's, you know, he's listed as assistant to John Cusack in several films. Oh. Um, I don't know why he's not currently his assistant, but... Um, so, yeah, we have to pay attention to... The actors playing customers in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Good to know. Thanks, Chris, for doing that research. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and so, what happens next? That's when Rob comes out of the office. Yeah, they have a. You know, he's Rob. Kind of chastises him a little bit, but he doesn't really go after him. And then Barry delves into his his top five question of top five. Uh, what is it? Crimes against music perpetrated by Stevie Wonder in the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Sub sub question. <laughs> is it better to burn out or fade away? Right. Which I thought was kind of an interesting, like made me think. Like, um, yeah, yeah. At first I was like, what crimes did Stevie Wonder commit? And I'm I like, I think it, people probably. It, I just called to say I love you. Is that why he gets it? Like, is that a crime against music? Well, I think he's probably the sub question is the clue, right? Of like, you know, can you uh, can you criticize an artist just because his later music is maybe not as good as right. his earlier music? Um, so there's is he that one. Calling, is, is he basically calling Stevie Wonder a sellout? I feel like he is. That's what that's the impression I get. So, what other artists would you think of like that? Like, you know. I'm just trying to think, are there, like, Elton John, like, was his early music better compared to, like, his music that he released in, like, the... Yeah, I think of, like, Lionel Richie, like, Lionel some of Richie. his early stuff was really good, and, the, you know, and then some of his later date was kind of, you know... I like Dancing on the Ceiling. Uh, yeah, me too. Oh, what a feeling. Yes. <laughs> Dancing on the Ceiling. <laughs> and now I say that, and I'm like, well, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Is that how the song goes? You know, I don't remember it. What a feeling. Now you're what a feeling. But that's not. I don't think that's it. No. No, it's not it. But anyway. So Lionel Richie. So so the better to burn out the fade away, right? He's referencing a Neil Young song. Burn out the. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Did you guys know I thought he was referencing the movie Highlander because that's the quote from the movie is. Is it better to burn out or fade away? Which is also tied to its reference to the Neil Young song. So. Oh, okay. I don't know either of. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> so you'll what have to is check out the You'll have to check out the uh, High Fidelity Top 5 uh, Spotify playlist. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is it better to burn out or fade away? Oh, dear. Yeah. Fade out. I don't know. Wait, you think it's better to fade out? So just have, I, you'd I rather have go a. Out, go out on top. That's burnout. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, burnout. Okay. That's burnout. Oh, all right. So fade so away is just you're, you're you go on and on and on and on. What too long is is what you know, what that know. Is, that's implying, which is hard because you're like, whoa, if you had you know an artist that you really loved, right, the, uh, amazing album or two, and then they're gone, right? That's it. The person yeah, died, okay. and you're like, oh, there's no more. Like Nick Drake, say Nick Drake had like three albums, and then he committed suicide. There's no more. Those albums are wonderful, amazing, but if he had lived. You may have made more and more albums and just kind of gotten. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't well, think you can of, put him in that category. I mean, like. I was just pulling an example oh, okay. of someone. Well, I think of like the Rolling Stones. I mean, they've been playing for how many decades? And yeah. so obviously their early stuff was, you know, they evolved over the many years. So um, and I recently just saw them and the show was amazing. But mm-hmm. I don't know if their newer stuff holds a candle to their older stuff. Right. People could say that about you too as well. Yes. The band. Oh, right. not, not me. You. Not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> not me too. 
Yeah, I know. I think I'm a fan of the fade out as opposed to the burnout because I don't know. I feel like if you are like such a true, true fan, you're gonna find merit in everything that your mm. your favorite artist does. Sure. Right. You know. I don't know. So I, I'm a fan of the fade out, not the burnout. Burnout. So uh, yeah, what's the vote then? So fade uh, out. Fade out. Kathy, you were burnout. I guess burnout. Dave, what are you? I think I'm more of a fade out person. I do like the longevity of a, you know, a band that I like. So I'm going to like this stuff. Like I use this oh, example, Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to say fade out too. Uh, because, yeah, I don't, if I find something I love, I don't want it to go away. Right. If I found out my favorite artist, that's the last album. Oh, my God. I mean, I That's def- going to be hard for me. Right. And I think I've I've listened to music over the years, like oh I've I loved all their earlier albums and then there was like that one album that was kinda like, yeah and then I just stopped you know, I stopped listening. But it was you know, it's okay, they're still around and it wasn't I'm not like, right. you know, shaking my fist at the sky like, Oh, they were so much they're terrible now, I hate them now. It's no, I love them then. So is so I'm questioning what we said as him being a sellout, because to me that's different than fade out or burnout. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know Chris has shaked his fist, shaken his fist, shook, shook right. his fist. So I think we're interpreting it one way. Sellouts. I think Barry's interpreting it as sellout. Sellout. Yeah. He like made a song. How think, that... That's how I feel like Barry, because he's not doing it in a positive, you know, burnout or fade away in a positive way. He's right. saying like, is it better to burn out or fade away in reference to the crimes that Stevie right. Wonder committed? Right. Right. <laughs> Poor Stevie Wonder. Jeez. Yeah. You know, I like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, me too. So one, Dave, one thing I just wanted to call out, one interesting thing, um, you you said he wasn't really chastising Barry that much. And in the in the book, during this scene, uh, he he actually uh, Rob acknowledges that I know we used to do this, you know, a lot when customers came in and were asking for stuff we didn't like, we used to give them a hard time, but you can't do that anymore. So he actually acknowledges that. He was a little bit more mm, like Barry right. in the past. Mm-hmm. I just find that interesting. That... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was Barry before there was a Barry. <laughs> Is he older than Barry? He's a proto-Barry. Oh, I he... think so, yeah. I yeah. would think so. Yeah, so yeah. he's matured a little bit. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then is this where they go into the Cosby? He, he <laughs> calls, right. Is that what it is, Dave? Yeah. So this, well, is, yeah. so this has got to be my... <laughs> two of my favorite lines in the in the whole movie is Barry saying I'm sorry I offended your golf buddy <laughs> that is a good See, one it makes me laugh every time I think about it Where he, says, he says I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying golf he says I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry I offended but, your golf buddy Yes, I can't even say because it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> and and then he calls it a you know his Cosby sweater, right, 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 a Cosby sweater, which of course has a different connotation today, I think, well, yes, than it did in the in the movie. I mean, I don't know if I'd really classify it as a Cosby sweater because I mean I thought Cosby sweaters were way more loud. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I would right. call that a Kurt Cobain sweater. That's what I would have called it. Right. Really? Yeah. No? I just would have called it a sweater. I don't yeah. like that sweater. I, w- I wanted to talk about it last episode when oh. we when it first showed up. I don't oh. like it either. So the I'm colors? I'm with I'm with Barry. The colors right. or what? The way it fits him. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> I, know, I don't like right. the cut of that sweater. It's <laughs> oh, okay. Um. But that's definitely a cultural reference to the time period, right? I don't yeah. think teenagers today would understand that reference, right? Well, yeah, what like, a Cosby sweater is. Yeah, like, who's Cosby, right? Cosby. And then if well. you said Bill, they'd be like, oh, what? He's right. that guy that was in the news, right? Right. He's, He's in the jail. guy wearing the orange yeah. jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, so then... So he flips out on Barry. Barry. Well, because so. he makes because he makes comment. He says, "I can't believe Laura let you leave the house with that on," right. and that causes him to flip out. Which is the first moment I think I feel really bad for Rob because obviously he's going through something, and here's Barry kind of yeah. being Ouch. a being a jerk, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like, I kind of sympathize with Rob here for flipping out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I laugh at that moment. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Oh, uh, I find it's just such a, like, whoa, reaction to just that 
statement. Like, I'm like, wow, geez, Rob. He's angry. I will shock you. I mean, I feel like there's (laughs) better things to beat up Barry about. Right, yeah. But then the next scene is Rob in the office kind of like... Really he's ru- Yeah, he's really upset. Right. He's rubbing his eyes. Dick comes in totally, you know. He was trying to be so supportive. And just in that scene when, <laughs> oh. when Barry, I mean, um, when Rob loses it on Barry, you see, like. Yeah, Dick's, 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 like, Dick's like, like right so there. Awkward. Stop. He's like, stop, stop. guys, stop. stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love him in that moment. <laughs> and I do think, right, that, yeah, Rob has this overblown anger. But then the next scene, he goes to the grief of sadness yeah. and missing Laura. Right. Yeah. So maybe there is a, t- a little bit of endearment there for him because I right. agree. I, I might still yeah. not loving him. Yeah, I feel bad for I feel bad for the guy. And then Dick kind of comes in and he obviously wants to talk about it, and Rob clearly doesn't. Um, right. I'll tell Barry the next time. I'll be sure. I'll right. tell Barry the next time I see him. <laughs> I'll tell him. I know. So delightfully awkward. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, I would love to meet the actor to know if he's really that awkward in real life or if he's like he does a good job just doing a great or, job or if least. he's just doing a great job yeah. being awkward yeah, yeah. Uh, the music that's playing during this whole scene uh, is I Can't Stand the Rain by Ann Peebles um, which uh, shame on me I did not realize that that was the original version of the song mm. um so. Shame on you. Shame on me. Yeah. Well, I was like, garment leather. Every well, song I hear, like that, must be the original version. I don't know. Well, there's a Tina Turner version. It's just she sings it, and then uh, the the movie The Commitments. Which have you guys seen The Commitments? Um, years and years and years ago. Okay, so that's a yes. Yes. You just, yes. Yes. Dave, and Kathy, have you seen The Commitments? Yeah, I don't I think I have. It. Uh, okay, it, it's. You should watch it. It's about a band. Yeah, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it is about a band in Ireland. And yeah. Anyway, so they sing soul music, but they do a, a cover of "I Can't See in the Rain" either, which is excellent. Um, but I didn't realize Ann Peebles was the original, and I just find it interesting that that's what Barry or Dick put on. Right? It's playing in the in the shop, so oh. they actually put it on um, as you know whatever ambient music or something. Who do you think put it on, Barry uh, or Dick? That's a good question. I'm gonna say. Barry, because I don't feel like Barry would ever let Dick play anything. Oh my god! I feel like Barry left. No, this like is pl- he... this is playing during the scene with the middle aged square. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. with the middle aged square. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. But Dick came in first. Yeah, but he Barry walks over and throws his cassette at him. <laughs> you're right. You're right. He doesn't want to listen to old sad bastard music. Right. So and then Rob yeah. goes home. Rob goes home. And then we learn about the next uh, woman on his list of. Uh... But he smells the cl- Laura's clothes first and makes the underwear comment. Right. Yes, yeah. he does. Yes, sorry, oh, I'm guys. sorry. <laughs> yep, I agree, hundred percent. You poor guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what do we get? Hmm. Gross boxers. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> And she said Chris went commando. <laughs> All right. David. I don't know. Uh, smelling clothes? Yeah. I have never done that. Well, I get the, I think I get the smelling clothes thing. That's like, oh, you know, her, her scent is still on my stuff. Right. And it, so that was <laughs> when, it, when it first happened. It's like, oh, now he's smelling her clothes. You know, he's sad. And then he... <laughs> And then I he's got he a face full of underwear, like, oh, no. <laughs> like, all right, that take, took on a whole different connotation. Yeah. What do you think of it? Is he wearing a leather jacket here? He is. A black leather jacket. Oh, sure. I'm a fan of leather jackets. I mean. Did you have like, one, Candace? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brown or black? Black. Okay. Uh, but not yeah. long like that. But I'm not a fan of his black leather jacket, but I've always been a fan of leather like and i know and i know man, PETA and animal rights and stuff uh, <clears throat> but i don't know i like leather so i'm not a fan <laughs> of that jack per se but we know chris that you had a long trench coat did you also have a leather coat at any point a leather jacket uh i did in my later years yes I had a brown one i was a big fan of no it's nice what about you guys <laughs> 
Leather? Yeah. I had I had a like a le- uh, leather dark brown bomber jacket that I Ooh. loved. I love bomber jackets. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Nope. The only leather jacket I own actually happens to be one my father gave me. Oh, um, nice. It's the one that's in the closet downstairs. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Did you ever want one when you were a teenager? Nope. I did not like leather coats. So the question is, is that jacket right now, Dave, in style, or are you waiting for it to come back in style? Because it'll come back, um, right? I don't think it'll ever be in style. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go, just it. He did. My dad loved that coat, so. Right, right. Oh, gosh. Uh, I will say that I do, I don't think I could ever pull off a leather coat. I think that's why. But I do like Rob's jacket. I do like, I do think his jacket is sharp. That's right. Yeah. I like that word. It's sharp. Yeah. Yeah. He's also, he's also wearing a decibel audio t-shirt. Just wanted to call out the t-shirt that he's wearing. Yeah. Which I, you had got me that shirt many years ago. I did That's a fun shirt. I think it's a, uh, it's actually like a record, it's a recording studio or a record supply, but it's based out of Chicago. And Mm -hmm. uh, so it's got some ties, some local ties in the movie. So that's a real shirt. That's not a fake. That's a real shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Real company. Real real, company. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then he listens to the good old fashioned answering machine. Right. Yes. Did anyone notice that Laura's mom has an accent? I did notice that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're trying to hide that she has an accent, are they? No, I don't think so. But so I'm going to admit, I was, I, I, when I watched it, I think I thought it was his mom. Well, I'm not sure why. You know what, Candace? And I'm like, why does she have an I accent? I thought it was his mom. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why does she have an accent? Um, so it's Laura's mom. What does she say? Oh, gosh. I'm horrible at this podcasting stuff. Well, she's checking in, but uh, the... Uh, uh, one of Dave's favorite things is foreshadowing, and she actually uh, throws in a comment that uh, her dad's angina is acting up. Oh, uh, right. So that's a little bit of right. foreshadowing to later right. in the film. Right. But uh, how do we know it's Laura's mom? Does she say that? Yeah, she said, hi, Laura. Oh, I must have yeah. missed the hi, Laura part. Yeah. Mom or something. I think yeah, I missed I that part. I think I just heard mom, mom, and I think it's his place. So I'm like. Oh, it must be Rob's mom. Right. And then I sort of tune out the message and no, focus can, on what he's doing. You can see his reaction because at first he kind of like holds his breath, I think. Right. Maybe I interpreted that he holds his breath. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think I, it's annoyed. I feel like I did a bad job paying attention to that clip because. I just want to know why she has an accent. Well, we know the actress who plays Laura is Danish. Right. Um. Is it, what, but she doesn't have an accent. She's having, we already talked oh, about she, her bad American accent. Laura's first generation. Right. I mean, she could have moved here from somewhere. So yeah. did they? Are they deliberately doing that so that in case Laura's accent bad there. accent, bad American accent slips back into her Danish accent, that <laughs> like, oh well, her mother's Danish, right. and therefore that's right. the connection. Maybe could it be that that's just the way? You know, I know we talked about it. Could it be just the way that's how Laura talks, and yeah. we're interpreting that she's. She has a weird accent that makes it sound like she has a fake American accent. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> to oh, go so along with those bad bangs. So right. So you're saying right <laughs> now that we're, right now we're making fun of Danish accents is what we're doing. Is that what we? So when we're making fun I of know. her speaking, it's like whoa, those Danes. We are not. No. We are not. That's. I'm just asking. I mean. No. no. Okay. No. All right. Let's move on. Why does he grab uh, like this random massive handful of albums? Because he's going to re-categorize them. He's got, this oh. must be his OCD is whenever he's feeling a certain way, he must, we all do something that gives us a sense of peace. We can or lose control. ourselves, you know, whether it's doing Legos or whatever, <laughs> you know, right. here for Rob, it's messing around with his personal catalog of records. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if it's mentioned in the film, but it's, he says every time he breaks up with a girlfriend, he reorganizes his record collection. Okay, okay. So, and so that's this is the beginning, the beginning of, of his Laura reorganization. Okay, all right. Which we'll learn more about in the next episode. Yes. Okay. And then he brings up, wait, are we on his third relationship? Well, fourth. Fourth. Which is Sarah Kendrew? Yes. And this seems like the infamous rebound relationship, right? Well, this is right after Charlie. Rebound, yes. rebound for both of them. For both apparently, of them, yeah. that's yeah. where their yeah. their connection was. Who's the actress, Chris? 
It's Lily Taylor. Oh, yeah. What do I know her from? Why am I pulling a plane? I feel like I know her from a million well, things, but I don't know what. Yeah. Mystic Pizza, but she was, didn't no. say anything with, with John Cusack, uh-huh. you know. Be a guy. Don't be a guy. Be a man. That that famous, no? Was she in Six hey. Feet Under, or am I making that up? Yep. Oh, okay. She was the girlfriend that got eaten by sharks. <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Time out. Okay, wait, wait. I mean, I don't mean like time. Like six feet under. Yeah, six feet. She mar- she married the the older son. But she had like a recurring role. She wasn't just like yeah, one of those people who died. Well, didn't like every episode of Six Feet Under, there's someone who mm-hmm. dies. Yeah. So she got eaten by sharks. She, what are you she, ta- wait, yeah. what? So she Did got. We watch the same show. Yeah, they were married. They were they had this ro- they had this rocky relationship, and then she disappears, and nobody knows where she went. And then we learned then her body partially eaten body washes up on shore <laughs> she was eaten by sharks so she drowned and then got eaten you know but she, she drowned how'd she drown she kill herself well that's well all right there's a whole other there's sorry a whole other. okay so that i was I later had, on we learned that out on the six feet under podcast <laughs> yeah, right, right. yeah yeah sorry uh, so yeah she was in that okay <laughs> eaten by sharks do they say that Oh God! You don't remember the scene where the I don't remember a lot of stuff. He, no, we no. Didn't, we didn't watch Six Feet Under, so oh, we sorry. have no idea what you're talking so about. So now you know what happens. <laughs> sorry, spoiler. No, you totally spoiled it for us. <laughs> what do you think of his bandana? Ugh, not my favorite Rob look. Yeah, his oh, looks have, have gone from looks? bad to worse to awful. I, I now almost find them endearing because maybe you know if we look back trying. at pictures of ourselves, we'll see different stages. Right. Yeah. I don't think I've ever wear a I think I'm, a, like I'm more of a fan of the leather jacket he's wearing with her. Um, I like that kind of look, um, I guess. But not the, I don't know, the bandana. No. Yeah, it's too Axl Rose for me. And he's, yeah. he's not an Axl Rose guy. Yeah, Axl Rose totally pulls it off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're both in their flannels and they're both. Yeah, total grunge. Uh, yeah. He's got his tied, uh, yeah, flannel tied around his waist with right. the leather coat yeah yeah and then i feel like in the next scene is he hiding those like weird bangs or something he ends up having or like his hair just looks bad. Yeah, yeah i don't know just, oh right here um, not right here <clears throat> we're just re-watching it as we're doing it but yeah when she breaks up with him he's got this... oh he's got the weird hair it's kind of spiky yeah. but yeah yeah it's bad hair um, yeah i do love her t-shirt it's so cute what is that t-shirt i tried really hard I think it looks like a billiard ball yeah. to me, but yeah. I could not find that T-shirt, so yeah. fail on my and part. It, it's interesting because her look there, that T-shirt looks more of like a happy look compared to when like they are together in the beginning. Yeah. Well, I think it signifies she, her can, mood. Yeah. Like she's, yeah. she's found someone, right. and she's like, right. I'm leaving you. I'm right. happy. Right. You and know, he, I'm no longer sad person with you. I'm going to go be happy. Yeah. And this is the second time in the, in the five minutes where I feel awful for Raw because... Mm. He got into this relationship with her, and she's totally. She went and found someone else, and he's like, "What the, you know? Come on, right. man." Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but rebounds. I mean, don't. I mean, that. That never works out. <laughs> right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Then he's got all of his records on the floor. Yeah, and, and then he's like, "Yeah." I'm overwhelmed. I I think in the scene I didn't realize how many records he owns and holy yeah. god uh, that's not all of them because he walks by a wall full of records so they're not I, even yeah, all down just, yet <laughs> this is just yeah first part of it so is this a personal collection that's going to end up at the shop or is this his personal collection because once again i'm seeing why laura left him it's his personal collection he's yeah. reorging it this chris is, is totally thinks it's all rational there's nothing and wrong normal. there's nothing wrong with this at all. if i could sit in the middle of my record collect my music collection or your lego collection i don't know what you're talking about I would do that right away. I love that I, I, moment. Yeah, I think that I, I'm appreciating and talking about this moment more. I'm appreciating Rob more and those of you who, you know, love the, the record collection mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think this is how I feel when I'm in a bookstore mm. and I'm surrounded right. by books. Like there's this like comfort feeling and excitement. And I guess in this case, it's cathartic for him. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, like I said, we all have those moments mm-hmm. where we we have something that we go to to make us feel better right yeah <clears throat> yeah 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 it's just a lot of records it is I it's mean, a lot of records it's a lot of records but but that's okay did everybody look at the 
the covers of the albums that you could see? Uh, I looked briefly, but I didn't pause. We knew you would do it, Chris, so uh, we didn't. I found it interesting. He's got Fleetwood Mac Rumors is the one that's on top of the stack in his lap, which is uh, which is fun. Uh, No, I was just asking. I did not go and look at all. I I actually was thinking about for the podcast was like cataloging in addition to the T-shirts and was cataloging all the record albums you see. There's too many. Too many. I mean, there's. I do see a Beach Boys album in the back. Which was yeah, pet sounds left. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's just fun to you know again right. wonder too, you know who's right. So you know whose record collection is this, right? That it was is it, uh, you know, was it just the the people that are putting together all the the sets and the props and everything? Like, okay, we're just oh. gonna you know, or did they actually? Uh, this is actually somebody worked on the film. This is their personal record collection. Like, I'm going to donate it for the film. You guys can use it. Just be careful. That's a great you know. question. You're yeah. adorable. I think it's all right. props, and the ones on top are purposefully placed. Well, that I love then, because why would they have placed these particular ones? Well, I, mm. That's what I think they're probably. On I was thinking they that's, were all records. <clears throat> that or sounds they, like homework. Chris. Sounds like homework. I love it. This is the best homework ever. <laughs> I'm going to start. Uh, documenting all the album covers you can see. Oh, okay. I love we'll see, it. We'll see all how right. many we can get. We can get to. Chris has way more homework than the rest of us. <laughs> hey, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Uh, speaking of speaking of homework, I, I forgot to neglect uh, one of the other shirts Rob is wearing in his Axl Rose outfit, his leather coat. He's wearing a Bauhaus T-shirt. Oh. Uh, it's the album cover to uh, their greatest hits uh, collection, 1979-1983. Uh, so just want to call it out. Okay. I know you guys were wondering. Was. No, You're I all waiting no, for me. We <laughs> were just waiting because, yeah, we yeah. knew you'd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in this last few seconds, it comes over, and I just, again, find him so endearing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, he is. I mean, he's, when he walks in, and you could see he's just, like, <laughs> just kind of slowly looking around, like, what's going on here as he's talking? And, like, it's. I'm, a, I'm very excited for next week's episode. It's my favorite, one of my favorite moments yeah. in the film yeah. that yeah. this is leading up to. So, right. yeah. Right. I, um, I find it. So, one of the things I find weird is um, the way they've sort of portrayed, you know, the characters, you know, Rob, Dick, and, and Barry. You know, Rob makes the comment last five minutes. He says, you know, uh, I hired these guys for three days a week and, you know, they just started showing up every day. So, you just, for him, he gives the illusion that they're just employees, but Dick knows where he lives. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know where my boss lives. I've never been to my boss's house. Right, um, right. So I just find it odd that he shows up. He just shows up and just, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, and Rob lets him in, you know, like he's been there before. Yeah, like he just walks out. in like right. it's. Right. Yep. But or could that be just his awkwardness that he does? <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't have been could, walking in and he just yes, walks in. It could be that. <laughs> well, I like it because it speaks to it's a subtle way of mm-hmm. telling us that. They have, a relationship. they have a relationship of some sort, yeah. right? And, yes. Yeah. 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 That's where I was going with it. Is they do? Yes. They have a relationship. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you think Barry? Does Barry know where Rob lives? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. yeah. He's he's probably been drunk in the hallway, passed out in the hallway at some point in the past. <laughs> would be my guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I have so a I, I have a pedantic moment. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is my, my. I'm gonna put my music snob. Oh no! Okay, Ooh, excellent. Uh, Rob goes into his apartment. You know, play, you know, he puts a record on, right? Yeah. He puts on Bruce Springsteen's "The River," um, which is from the album "The River." Uh, he puts the he puts the needle of on track one of the record. Uh-huh. That song is not track one of the record. Uh, it's actually it's on side two. It's the last song on side two. Oh, so someone messed up. I'm done watching this movie. So messed up. So, so he puts the needle on. Yep. Puts and the needle this on the song... record. Puts the needle on the record. Puts the needle on the record. Drum beat yeah. goes like this. So, uh, and then that song plays, or is there any like lapse in time? No, no. It's immediately oh, starts immediately playing. playing. Yep. Uh, Ooh, yeah. So there's no. Up. So there's no album Although, in the history of albums that may have that song as number one. I'm not going to say 
Yes or no to that? <laughs> but uh, chances are, Rob only own Rob doesn't probably own a compilation of like Bruce Springsteen records. Bingo. He owns the original where the song is from. And, right. Um, but did someone mess up, or is like someone not thinking? Oh, someone's going to do a podcast on this. You know. <laughs> Twenty years later. That's a that's a really good point. But this is a movie about, you know, I know it's about Rob's romances and love and loss and all that kind of stuff. But I would have thought, yeah, sometimes I feel like they need to. They're they're all in on the the music snobs, you know, Barry Mm, and talking about music and top fives. Like maybe they should have gotten it right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They should have a continuity director on staff. Come on. Is that really continuity, though? I mean, Absolutely. Really? That's like standing in the right place. Like, you know, I think of like Pretty Woman. There's a scene in Pretty Woman where she's sitting at the table and she's eating a pancake. And then the next one, she's got a waffle. And then she's got the pancake again. It's like. <laughs> I think it's a croissant. I don't think it's a waffle. Oh, listen well, to you, you know two. What, you know what I mean. Stay tuned for Pretty Woman Minute. <laughs> I know. With Dave and Candace. <laughs> No, I know. I just, to me, that doesn't seem like a continuity thing. To me, that's just, I mean, I don't know. It's not like they showed you the Bruce Springsteen album and then played Fleetwood Mac. I mean, I don't know. I just think that's like major research happening. It's probably because it would be too hard to, you know, who can hit the last track on a record perfectly, right? Right. If he wanted to listen to the river. For the last 20 years. I don't know. I just feel like you, he'd be like, bzz, bzz, you get you know the, the end of the last song, or he'd be in the middle of the river, you know, just trying to hit that blank spot between the. So, what's the first song on this album? What would that song have been? With that song, I mean, you know, just wondering. It could have been they maybe they changed the song. Maybe they originally were going to go with that song, but maybe post production they were like, you know, what would fit better is if we went with this song, mm-hmm. and they just felt like they needed to change it, but. I, I think Chris hit it with it's easier to just, right. you know, put it on the first thing and just play a song. Right. Yeah, I somehow don't see Rob starting an album, like, on a particular song. I see him putting an album on right from the beginning and playing it through. I don't think he's a song picker. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. Is that a thing, a yeah. song picker? I like it. Yeah. Track, track one of the river is The Ties That Bind. The Ties That Bind. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Right. You caught me there. But well, yeah, I didn't mean to catch I, you. It just kind of popped no, no. in my head. Like I see what's going to happen now. Candace can try and call me out. No, that's not what I was trying to do. Let's track three, side two of the river. Oh, God. Is there anything else we want to cover for these minutes? <laughs> uh, I think that's all my notes. I think he got an invitation. Uh, Dick asked him, to, hey, let's go to Lounge Axe. But uh, I think we should save our Lounge Axe stuff for uh, later in the film. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because there's more to come because there's more lounge acts ahead yeah okay sure so you know the last three well maybe it wasn't the last three the last two episodes we did like some top fives Mm -hmm. right based on each minute each episode yep and coming up with this one was a little tricky but we i think decided on our top five ballads yes Mm. yes which i'm not sure about you dave and kathy if the discussion about what is a ballad that come up in your house so the actually in my notes i wrote top five ballads with the question what is a ballad oh okay it's in my notes okay could you enlighten us because we had a spirited debate here about so i wrote yes i wrote a song narrating a story in short stanzas Oh, did you come up with that with yourself? Did you make? I did not. That is the actual definition of oh. ballad. I'm like, I'm like, what, Dave? <laughs> you shouldn't have asked that question if you had that definition very handy. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we talked about like what is a ballad. Right. What did we think? What did we interpret? And I, yeah. I think I interpreted it a little differently than maybe Kathy did. I, that same um, thing. And I think that's here. why we had a, a discussion about it. Yep. Yeah. Same thing happened here. Well, I'd be curious to hear what. Yeah. What you, how you were differing, and how I'm not even sure if I know how we were differing, but, oh. but so. So our lists will probably yeah, enlighten <laughs> all of us on what we think each think is a ballad. I'm excited. Yeah. So who should go first this week? I don't know. You, Chris. You. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So are we gonna do round robin? Or uh, I'm just gonna them? plow through my list. Okay. Okay. Because okay. right. I, I want to be. 
the center of attention right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> All right. My first one, uh, and this is in no particular order. I, I always have a hard time ranking things for real. Uh, my first one is The Ballad of Hollis Brown by Bob Dylan. How did you know that was a ballad? <laughs> <laughs> it is a haunting tale. Okay. I will tell you that. If you don't know the song, you yeah. should listen to it. It's uh, depressing, but okay. fascinating. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh, my next one is The Ballad of John and Yoko by the Beatles. Again? Which is... Wow. How did you know? <laughs> which is an autobiographical can, can story. Chris, yes? Is every single song start with a ballad? I don't... I Can I finish my list? I'm and, excited to find out. Uh, so wait, what was the name of that song? Ballad of John and Yoko. It's like an autobiographical story of... And who sang it? Uh, the Beatles. The Beatles sang right. it. Even like though John and Yoko? I mean, it's... Pretty clearly, John wrote it, and John it's about John and Yoko. Okay. But, okay. Um, uh, my next one is The Ballad of Davy Crockett in Outer Space by They Might Be Giants, <laughs> okay. which is a fun take on the classic Davy, Davy Crockett. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's on one of their kids' records. Mm. Do uh, I know that one? You would. I You'd recognize it. Yeah. Sure. I know. Yeah. Those are the most They Might Be Giants songs that I know. Yeah. <laughs> Number four is The Ballad <gasps> of Bill Hubbard by Roger Waters. On Amused, it's off the Amused to Death album, also a haunting tale. And I didn't take the time to see if the story that's being told is true, but if yeah. it's true, depressing as all get out. Oh, mm. uh, wow. Okay. And my last one, number five, is Hyper Ballad by Bjork. <laughs> wow. Wow, also, you took this challenge quite literally. Wow. Chris. I sure did, because uh, I had a really, as Candace and I talked about, we had a, had a really hard time. Uh, mm hmm coming up with what is a real ballad. Yeah. I know these are not necessarily real ballads. They just have ballads in the title. Well, uh, I, doesn't that by, well, I guess it huh. doesn't make them a ballad. They all, I think they all kind of fit into Dave's definition of they tell, tell a story. I don't think mine yeah. do because I think my definition, I guess, was maybe my own version. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. who's next? Uh, I'll go next. Great. Okay. Do okay. it. I guess in my head, I think oh, I had, we had said ballad. I had like like a s slow lovey lovey song kind of like ballad. a power ballad i guess a power ballads or like breakup song something to do with love whether it's like heartache or I high school know. dance i guess i don't know and uh, mine are so very different from chris's <laughs> which they would be any song I, any I'm, list I'm, would be i'm super interested now okay all right so mine are also in no particular order um I have six, so I have an honorable mention, but kind of based on, I don't, I don't know where it should go. Maybe it should be in it. I, all right, so I'm going to start this song. My first one, I love this song. Love it. And um, I haven't heard it in forever. But anyways, it's um, All By Myself, Eric Carmen. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's just achy and sad to me. And I guess a lot of, I just think it's just sad and i just love that song interesting interesting so is that a ballad i'm a little worried that my songs are well, balanced well, i now. had some sad songs in mind so keep going keep going so i'm hoping that we put these up on spotify we will we will yeah. uh, and we can all listen to them yeah. i'm sure. curious yeah. about listening to all these um okay and then i have um all out of love by air supply yeah oh yeah that's Amazing. great great song that's i love air supply <clears throat> it's on my my relaxation car radio station. <laughs> we should put that on our nighttime so... uh, uh, nighttime yeah. list. Nighttime list. Oh, what? Are falling asleep? Are oh. falling asleep? Because, oh, oh, because okay. of the quarantine, I thought right. we have a little anxiousness at night, and so we created a <laughs> okay. you know kind of a one hundred six points. We have okay. a separate list. For oh, that. oh, okay, ah, okay, yes, right, right. Don't mix those up. Um, and I, I think most of mine are really kind of lo there's love in ours. Mine's not like storytelling kind of, but. So, so just a all out of love, air supply. That's the first song I think of when somebody says ballad. Oh, okay. That's the first one. Which, okay. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, and then I have "How Deep Is Your Love" by the Bee Gees. Yeah, that's a good one. I love yeah. the Bee Gees. That's a great song. I love them. There. I mean, and this has been fun for me again. I, I think I said this the last time we did music. Um, again, I have this idea in my head that I only like like five artists. So it's a challenge for me to 
remind myself that I don't and find the music that I do love. And so it's been fun. Um, so this one, total cheese ball. Everyone's going to roll their eyes at me. I love this guy. I have posters of this guy. Oh, boy. How am I supposed to live without you, Michael Bolton? Oh, wow. Love Michael Bolton. <laughs> I think the last time I heard him, he was like playing in the grocery store, and I'm like, oh, Michael Bolton. Oh, I had such ballad. a huge crush mm. on him. Even with his long hair, all <laughs> that. Um, where am I? Number five. Number five. Okay. And so this one, ah, I think it would be more of like a power ballad. Kind of, kind of. Okay. Um, it's All Coming Back to Me Now by Celine Dion. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I know that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I totally do. I love that one. And the video is like so dramatic, too. Mm. <laughs> um, so those are my five. Um, and I'm going to mention my honorable mention, mm -hmm. because I think it's worth mentioning. Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. That's a good one. Ooh, I don't know if that's a ballad. It's kind of sad. And so they all just get my heart kind of achy and lovey and I don't know. So mine are very different <laughs> from Chris's. <laughs> like polar opposites. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. Well, that's surprise. great that they're opposites. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear yours. And thank you for no one laughing at Michael Bolton. No. No. I, thought, no, I am we right are, there with you. Yeah. I can't wait to put your list on. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I'll go next. And okay. I, I agree with you, Candace, in the sense of I, I interpreted the ballad as, you know, something about love and often a conflict of some sort, maybe, um, or in some of mine. Um, so, but I also believe in that power ballad. And then I think also for length. So I went with November Rain by oh. Guns N' Roses. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I just, that life that. ballad, rock mm. ballad, and yeah. heart wrenching. And, and I, I remember the video oh, um, yes. as well. Yeah. And then Purple Rain yeah. by Prince. Excellent. Excellent. Again, it's, a, it, it's, yeah, that's just, you can feel the music when you're mm. listening. Um, then this is a song from high school. All I want to do is make love to you by heart. Whoa. Oh, okay. And my friends and I used to sing the song after school. We'd be in the gym waiting for like our sports to begin. And we would blast it on a um, boom box that was in our athletic trainer's office. And <clears throat> we'd put the cassette tape in and he was so great because he would let us just play the song and we would just, <laughs> It was just we would scream at the top of our lungs, and then we probably listen to it in the car and, and all of that. So we just love that song. I don't know if I know that heart song. You do. I do? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Oh. Who's um, that? As in rose, uh, no. Now, oh. Poison. 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 Sorry. Poison. 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 Oh. I just love that song, too. Yes. Um, and then my last one, I put Take My Breath Away by Berlin, not sure. Jessica Simpson. What? Um, Berlin. Um, Jessica and that's Simpson sang that? Did she cover yeah, that? She, she did a cover. Yeah, Ugh. she did a cover. Um, but by Berlin, and that's from Top Gun, and that probably was like the hottest, sexiest love scene between <laughs> um, between Maverick and Call Sign Charlie, mm -hmm. um, Kelly McGillis. And um, so that, I just remember watching that and be like, oh, this is a love scene. Yeah. And um, oh. song <laughs> oh, resonated yeah. with me. <laughs> this is what Hart was singing about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, Candace. Exactly. So again, I took this as a different, you know, I didn't take it necessarily as like those type of songs, although I agree that every one of those are are ballads. So I took it as more of like stories. Stories. So my yes. first one is Father and Son by Cat Stevens. Oh, oh yeah. Good one. Um, yeah. And that one always makes me think of my father and son relationship between me and my father and then yeah. me and my son. So I, I definitely love that song. Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, Piano Man by Billy Joel. Mm, yeah. Classic. This is basically Billy Joel's like life when he was a lounge singer. Right. right. Um, and it also makes me think of Kathy because when I first was visiting her, um, she was going to a concert or she was going to Jake Ivory's and she was like, oh, I love going to Jake Ivory's for my birthday because Boston. in Boston because it makes me think of Billy Joel, the Piano Man. And I always think of that moment in time with that uh, mm -hmm. with that song. Nice. Uh, the next one is Black by Pearl Jam. Ooh. 
Um, I don't know that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, if you heard it, you would know it. It's okay. one of them. I, I probably don't, Dave. No, you know it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, my next one is What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Oh, oh okay. nice. Yeah. Good choice. And I think that one's, uh, so it's, that song's all about like violence in America. And I feel like that is just completely true today as well. Like his, the song just resonates right. today as well. Over time. Um, and the last one is, um, is Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Oh. Love it. Wow. I, I'm so, so fascinated by the differences in, so I did have some honorable mentions too. Yeah. Again, I struggled at this a little bit, and because I was thinking like, what stories do I love to hear? And like, those were the top ones. So the other ones I had was "Lady" by Styx. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Behind Blue Eyes by The Who. Uh, You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Um, God Only Knows by The Beach Boys. And uh, this one's going to make you laugh. Uh, Sexual Healing by Marvin oh. Gaye. Well. <laughs> well. Well, well, I think that goes on that other list. I was going to say, I think we could stitch together there <laughs> right. a nighttime list from some of these songs. Yeah. You love me some Marvin Gaye. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to put these up on the playlist because yeah. I'm really yeah. excited. And not a single Stairway to Heaven Among Us. Oh, my so, God. I know. So it's funny you say that. When I think, when I originally thought we were doing ballads, I'm like Stairway to Heaven, and then I like I as I a- thought about it more, I'm like I mean, Stairway to Heaven. I'm like, is that really a ballad? And I'm like, that just is like makes me think of high school dance, like right. oh, the last song of the night before your parents pick you up, is you know, and they put it on. <laughs> right. They're they're still playing it. Yeah, even dances. even our kids are listening to wow. Stairway as oh, a yeah. last song. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte's like. Our daughter's like, oh, yeah, the song they play is like slow and then fast. And we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> As we wind on down the road, is that how it goes? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, Stairway. It's still playing it. <laughs> no Stairway. It's so interesting. Denied. Didn't Denied. have any duplicates. I know. No duplicates. Oh, no duplicates. Interesting. And this one, Dave, you had a lot of honor- honorable mentions. And Candace had a few. And yeah. so it's interesting to see which which top five when we're talking music, you know, mm-hmm. inspires us to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. That was a great choice for a top five. I'm yeah. happy with it. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, should we wrap it up then for the week? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, you should definitely head over to Spotify and check out the High Fidelity Top 5 playlist. We'll have uh, yeah. the music from this minute, these minutes. We'll have our playlists, our top five ballads uh, for everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also head out to social medias. We are High Fidelity Min at Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we also now are on Facebook, which everybody loves Facebook. Yes, the and Facebook. Yes, yeah, so uh, if you want to head over to Facebook, you can join the High Fidelity Listener Lounge. Listener Lounge. The Listener Lounge. Mm. And we can, uh, we'll can uh, we we'll talk with you guys about the minutes, about the music, about the T-shirts, about the stickers on the counters, about whatever you want, High Fidelity. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many, I, I'd love to hear who's seen the High Fidelity musical. Musical? It's a musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What? Field trip. Uh, uh, but don't spoil the TV show because none of us have seen the TV show yet. Right. Anyway, right. Head over to Facebook, High Fidelity Listener Lounge. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we'll be back again next week talking about the next set of five minutes here at the High Fidelity Top Five. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.